We have no listeners. It's kind of the it's kind of the eighth episode we've done, um, but it's the second live show that we've ever done. The first one we did was a long ass time ago. I don't even remember. I think it was like when that was. I think it was our first episode. Our second episode. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah. It was a, I was a couple episodes in at that point. That was it was for sure before my tenth episode. We did that. Um, all that to say is, is that it's been a while. It's been a while uh, since we've hopped into a Twitter space, and um, it's definitely something we should try more often and get used to. And I I feel like the best way to get better at shit like this is to just go ahead and do it. So. I, um, I think we should. Uh, how is my audio quality? I noticed yours is different, but it's fine. You know, it's just like because I mean we are having to record just to be on our phones with headphones on because it is a Twitter space. Yeah, um, I can hear myself in the background of yours like a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Hmm. But I think other than that. Um, I, th- I think other than that, it's good. I think we're I don't even we're off to the we're races. Off to the races, all right. Uh, let me see. Yeah, no, interesting day to do a do a Twitter space. I mean, there's um, there's college football on. We just had a massive UFC card that was uh, it was in Abu Dhabi, so it started a lot earlier today. You know, it's real it's real odd when a UFC main card starts at at noon or one p.m. Whenever it started. That was nice, though. Uh, I liked the morning thing. It gave you something to watch before football even starts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, see, I liked it, too. Yeah, the prelim started, I think, I think 9.30, maybe? 9.30 Central Time, 10.30 Eastern, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, it was just uh, – it's a pretty good change of pace. I mean, I feel like um, when they started uh, – when the when the prelim started at 3, I, I feel like the cards end at a weird time. It's like it's, you know, it's it's kind of too early for, for them to be wrapping up. Like the whole UFC card will be done by 9 p.m. And, you know, I, I feel like main events should be, you know, kind of later in the night. But uh, I definitely don't hate the the random middle of the afternoon card. I don't like that I don't have fight. Maybe there are fights to watch right now. I wonder. Uh, yeah, I want to well, yeah, no. de- I mean, there definitely are. Um, I know that Uriah Faber's promotion uh, is having some, is hosting some, I can't remember the name of it, though. They're hosting some fights, and then there's uh, some submission grappling going on. Uh, I don't remember which which promotion is having it, but there's uh, Angela Hill, UFC fighter, was on there, I saw. Uh, so Eddie Bravo. There's definitely some fights on. Eddie Bravo's Medusa 3, what is that? Oh, I think it's um. They, I think that's I think that's women's submissions grappling. That's yeah. That's yeah. Something. That's for some people. Yeah, I mean he does he he does an invitational that's you know for men, um, and it's real famous and popular and like UFC fighters fighters will go do that. And, uh, it's pretty neat. I think it's cool. Um, one of the best submission grapplers of all time, maybe the best submission grappler of all time, Gordon Ryan, is going to be competing next weekend. So I don't know if it's an Eddie Bravo Invitational, but uh, that'll be something to see. He's he's the consensus greatest of all time, and he's like 27 years old, which is pretty crazy. That is crazy. 
Yeah. Um, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast like sometime. I think it's been a couple of years now at this point, but uh, pretty pretty interesting guy. I feel like, I've, I, feel like I remember um, that one. He's been on a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah, he's probably been on a few times. I think I only watched – well, I watched one of them. I don't even know – you know, I, I don't even know if the one I saw was a recent one or an old one or, or whatever it was. But, I mean, cool dude. And, man, we did have some interesting fights uh, going on this morning, this afternoon So in Abu Dhabi. A bit of information for you. I don't know if we have any live listeners right now. There's a popular streaming site right now. Yeah, I don't. Doesn't look like we have any listeners. Uh, there's a popular streaming site that is currently running an encore presentation of 280 main card. Main card. So, I don't know about you, but I'm going to mm. pull that one up real quick. But uh, just just oh, to yeah, have that's... on in the background because we do need to discuss these. And when I did try to watch it the first time, one of these wonderful rely reliable streams, you know, I I was super excited about this card, and then my stream just kind of fucked up the whole time. Ah, that is disappointing. But I did see, I don't know, I saw most most of the main parts of everything. But, you know, I saw enough of uh, Jan's fight to know that it was bullshit. But. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good fight. Really good. Uh, I mean, it was entertaining. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't know how the judges saw it that way. I mean, this happens... You know, every week, every other week, the judges will get a big fight wrong, and you know it'll be uh, it'll be a big controversy, just like this one is. I think I sent you a screenshot earlier of somebody had edited the Wikipedia page to say robbery. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean, you could tell just by Sean's face when they ran when they read off the decision and. Like when he was giving his interview after the fact, I, I feel like even he knows, you know, he didn't really deserve that win. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I thought Piotr Jan's wrestling really, really gave him the edge. I mean, I guess you could say that they were fairly even on the feet, but I mean, even so, like Jan's, Jan's grappling, I think, far and away should have made him the winner of that fight, I think. Um, yeah, like the final, I don't know, the final two rounds, I think, were obviously his. And then, I, like, the first one, I guess you could give to Sean O'Malley if you wanted to, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty clear that Jan had two rounds, and apparently two of the judges in Abu Dhabi did not see it that way. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was, it was close. I would like to see them fight again, but I don't think we'll get that luxury. I mean, it's not... I don't think they like each other, but it's not that kind of rivalry. They're just going to want to run it back, you know. They both are they both yeah. are hot people to fight other people right now, you know. Yeah, they really are. See, that's that's what I think is maybe, you know, now, now that the fight is said and done, it's like, what do you do with Sean O'Malley and Piotr Jan? And you know, there's a. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, I do not know what's next for Piotr Jan. It's also like the, the split decision, the controversial split decision makes it hard too. You know, it's like, do you do you move forward as if Piotr Jan won the fight or do you just accept that the judges made a bad decision and then you, you know, you give Sean O'Malley a title shot? This or, isn't going to be one or whatever you this do. This won't be one of those that Dana White goes back and is like, no, fuck that. 
or do you think it will be? Uh, I don't. I don't think it will be just because I think it benefits. I think Dana likes it better if they just kind of go ahead and move along with Sean O'Malley. Like they, they ride that wave. Cause I mean, he's a, he's a, his, you know, his stock is on the up and up regardless. I think yarns is about, it's about as good as it can get right now. I mean, it could, I mean, it, yeah. I think it was a little bit better about fucking six months ago or 12 months ago. Whatever, but he just won. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't he defend the belts once or defend the belt once or no? Um, no, he lost. Uh, he did he not. Lost uh, split decision, didn't he? No. Uh, yeah, no. He he never he never defended the belt. I don't. He he beat Jose Aldo to win the vacant title, and then in the next fight he got disqualified against Sterling. So he never defended it successfully. When was the Sterling fight? Yeah, Sucks for him. So. Yeah, because his title reign is just—I mean, if you if you never defend the belt, you know your title reign is just not really all that impressive. Like he, like Piotr Jan, like his primary focus should be getting back to a title shot, like whatever that whatever that looks like. You know, he, he's come away with some bad uh, split decisions. You know, O'Malley, the, the second Aljamain Sterling fight was a split decision. And a lot of people, myself included, thought Piotr won, Jan won that fight. Like there was an April, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, won yeah. that yeah. shit too. That was bullshit. But whatever. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. He's just, he's gotten unlucky in his last couple fights. But uh, I, I really don't know who they're going to have him fight next. I think there are a couple of interesting options uh, for Piotr Jan. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's uh, Marab Davalishvili, who's, you know, number three ranked guy in the world. Chito Vera, whose, you know, stock is, is on the up and up, a lot like Sean's is. Um, Rob Font, who's just real technical, really great striker you know, right outside that top five level. So I think there's a lot of options for Jan um, to, to get himself back into that conversation. He's not out of it yet. He's, he's definitely, you know, he's still good. He's still just as good as he was when he was champ. He's just getting really unlucky in these split decisions. So man. It's, it's who's tough. Who's O'Malley fighting next? I think it should either – well, I think they have two routes. They either have him fight one more person before he gets the title shot or they just have him fight for the title. I feel like you shouldn't go um, from 11 to title shot after just winning one more fight. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But then again, I don't even know. I don't know. It just depends on who they want to fight for that belt next, like uh, – I don't know. A lot of the names in the top five really aren't sticking I'm out. At, oh, is it Marab? I can't fucking pronounce that shit. Di- See, uh, he and uh, Corey he and Sterling are really good friends. They won't fight each I, other. Devolish really bullshit. Yeah. What about Corey Sanhagen? Uh, I mean, he's good, but he he's lost fights recently. Uh, he's lost to Piotr Jan recently. He lost to. Uh, the controversial split decision to TJ Dillashaw. 
I'm looking at these names. Number 14 right now is Adrian Giannis. Why does that name stick out? Uh, I think he fought fairly recently. Um, I can't think of who it was that he fought, he though. Fought somebody named Kelly on June 18th, 2020, or 2022. Hmm. He's 16-3. I know that name. He beats the shit out of people or something. Yeah, he knocks people out. He's a hell of a striker. Damn, should get his ass on the show. Yeah, no, he, he'd uh, he'd be a pretty good one. Um, but if they so like if if they are gonna have Sean O'Malley fight one more person before he fights for the belt, I think that that person that he fights should be Chito Vera number five ranked guy in the world. He's on the up and up. You know, uh, they fought before and Sean O'Malley lost. And then he went on this whole thing about how he's still undefeated. And it was not my favorite era of Sean O'Malley's personality. Because um, it is a fucking loss, you know, just because you don't accept it as a loss doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's not a loss. Uh, but I'd, I'd have them run it back. I think they're both kind of at the same level where they're, you know, they're like, they're both almost deserving of a title shot. They just need one more fucking push. So have them fight each other again. Yeah. Run it back. And if, if what's his name, number three guy, die, whatever the fuck his name is, he's not going to fight Sterling, his friend. TJ Dillashaw fucking takes juice. Jan just lost. If you're not gonna, and, and fucking Lon, Jan just lost to fucking goddamn Sean O'Malley. So, I mean, like, you fucking. Yeah, I think you're right. I think fucking old Chito Vera is the next. And you said they they fought before. And, yeah. Yeah. It was Sean O'Malley's one loss. Yeah, no, there's no reason not to. I feel like that's your guy. You fight him, and then you fucking. Then you get a title shot. Yeah, I think that should be it. I think that would be the best way for them to them to go about it. Book them. The rivalry's good. It'll be a good fight. Should, should you know, Sterling so, fight before they fight? Uh, I don't know who he'd fight. Honestly, I don't really. I can't really think of anyone. No one on this list is sticking out to me. Valishvili won't fight him. Sandhagen's lost to other guys in the top five. Rob Font's lost to other guys in the top five. Dominic Cruz is old. <laughs> well, he's just, I mean, hes he's been beaten recently too, so. I don't know. A lot of these guys are on losing streaks right now. You need some contenders that are kind of on the up and up. So why, I guess that's why the Sean O'Malley fight is so fucking appealing. Yeah, well, I mean, it, this is also, you know, clearly Sean O'Malley's biggest step up in competition. I mean, it was something that needed to happen. Like, he had to take that next step into, like, actually being a title contender some way or another. I don't know if fighting Piotr Jan would want to be my introduction to the top five. But, uh, I mean, he did it. He fought a good fight. He, he came away with a decision win that he shouldn't have had, but... I, you know, his his stock rises too, even even though it's a controversial win. That's a good sound. It is a good sound. I didn't start off the 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 space with it, so better better late than never. 
let's see. We we had other good fights too. I mean, the you know, speaking of Aljamain Sterling, Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw fought one another, kinda. Um, two step wasn't really much to two it. Two step TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, injured his shoulder defending a takedown, and then just that was it. I mean, you know, they they were talking throughout the fight. It, it was very. He had the injury beforehand. He told the referee about it in the locker room. He. He injured his shoulder, you know, weeks and weeks ago. And he basically said, you know, he didn't want to have to wait. He didn't want to have surgery and then have to wait over a year to get the title shot again. He said he just wanted to come in there and see if he could get it done. And boy, did he not. No, you just can't do it. That's a big-ass deal, you know. Just the shoulder that just dislocates. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean... He and he, I think he said he dislocated it over 20 times in practice. So, like, that injury is for sure worse than it was when he first got, got it. Fucked. I don't know. I'm not a goddamn fucking doctor, but I would just assume that all that shit in there is fucked. Your shoulders, yeah. you know, that's no good. Shouldn't mess with that. It's not something you want to have problems with. But, you know, now, you know, you know, talking about who Sterling might fight next, I mean, you know, TJ Dillashaw is a top five bantamweight guy that's going to be he, – he's going to be sidelined for over a year. Not that they should fight again now anyway, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of those top five guys just don't really – Basically, you, what you're you saying know, is Sean O'Malley needs to beat, oh, fucking, uh, goddamn, Chito Vera. Chito Vera. What about Rob Font? Uh, see, Rob Font is really good. I really like the guy. I think he's – I think he's capable of putting on some like really good performances and performing at a very high level, but he's lost his last two fights. He lost to Chito Vera and Jose Aldo. But before that, he was good. He had a four-fight win streak. He beat Cody Garbrandt, Marlon Moraes, Ricky Simone, Sergio Pettis, Thomas Almeida. He, he fought a couple years ago. Really good, real technical striker. Just throws a lot at you. Real clean. I really like the guy a lot. I think he, you know, I, I think he could really be a serious contender. I think fucking this. I'm looking at that this Yanez cats Adrian Yanez. His record. He does, he's the next guy who deserves a fucking shot against a top ten opponent. He's number fourteen right now, but you know, he's been beating the fuck out of all his opponents. Yeah. Well, never. No, he had a split decision a couple like in back in November 2021. He should be fighting soon. He last fought June 18th. So. Shit. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll squeeze him on one of these end of the year cards. I don't think he doesn't have anything lined up. It doesn't look like. But yeah, no, he's good, man. He's been knocking people out and. I mean, he's on the up and up. I don't know who they'll have him fight next, but I could definitely see him getting somebody like, uh, you know, getting into the top ten some. Somebody like a Ricky Simone or Song Yadong. One of those two guys would be good. Just a good solid test for the kid. 16-3 and three is pretty good. And I don't think he's lost in the UFC. I mean, I think he's, yeah, he's 5-0 and in the UFC. 
you know, looking good. He's gotten a performance bonus every time that he's fought. And we also had uh, we had the main event going on, which was, I mean, been looking forward to that fight for some time. I mean, well before the fight was ever made. Charles Oliveira and Islam Makhachev. It's, and it's, and Makachev got it done. It's been coming. Makachev's the shit. Whether you like him or not, he is fucking good. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the I feel like the question was the whole time, you know, whether he could actually cuz he's you know, he he's he's been he's had this long streak. He's been in the UFC for a little bit. He's racked up some good wins, but he doesn't really have the resume that Charles Oliveira has. I mean, when you look back at his his past couple of fights and you see names like Poirier, Gaethje, Chandler, you know, and then you look back at Makachev's and you see, you know, Bobby Green, who's, who's good. And Dan Hooker, Drew Dober, those kind of guys like they're, they're good, but they're not on the level, you know, the same level of competition that Charles has faced. But, uh, I, yeah, Islam definitely proved he can hang with the best of them there tonight. His grappling is just intense. He just grabs a hold of you and does not let go. A lot like his coach, Habib. He's built like a brick shit house. He just like he fucking like you know who I fucking well not to change the subject, but I said built like a brick shit house. And he also fucking he doesn't really fight similarly, but he all he fights in like a people shit on him. Daniel Cormier shit on him. I shit on him earlier, but fucking it's what's his name? Bilal Muhammad. Dude, he fucking yeah. he finds a way to just dig it out and win. He'll he'll beat you, however. He's also pretty fucking jacked. Like he just hits hard. He doesn't hit that fast. He's just like he's like if you fucking pick like if you're playing Mario Kart and you pick Mario and he's just well rounded, pretty good at everything, not yeah. really anything. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty fair. Just a really well rounded fighter. Like and you know, well rounded enough that he's he's hard to beat. I mean, he's very hard to beat. He just, I mean, and he's fought he's fought grapplers, he's fought strikers, he's fought he's fought everybody, and you know, through all of that, I mean, he's only got he's got three losses in the UFC, and he's, you know, he's on like a nine fight unbeaten streak now. You know, I mean, you got to give it to him. He does know how to win a UFC fight. And, I mean, you know, his fight today was was uh, was pretty good. Yeah, no. He, it was very good. He, he TKO'd the guy. Yeah, no, he's good. He punches like it's like it's in slow motion. It's like he's in the Matrix. Yeah. It, find, it finds the spot a lot of times. It's good. Yeah, I... Th- I um... I tweeted one time. I was kind. Of, I was kind of joking when I tweeted it, but Bilal was, you know, he was still high ranked like he was. I, I tweeted something about him fighting Kamaru Usman next. Now, obviously, yeah, Kamaru Usman at that at that time was, you know, pound for pound best in the world, looked unstoppable, just a killer. And yeah, I, I had some comments below that that were like, Bilal, you want Bilal Muhammad to fight for the title next, and it's like. Well, fuck, man. I don't know. Do you guys want to see Kamaru Usman fight Colby Covington a third, fourth, fifth time? 
You want to see him fight Jorge Masvidal a third time? You know, I mean, I was trying to throw a new name into the mix. Yeah, no. And his fucking title shot's a big one for him, but he for sure should fight to one of those other names you mentioned. Dude, he um, he actually fought Leon Edwards uh, like last year, and it ended up being a, a no contest because of an eye poke. But so like he he's been in there with the current champ before. It you know it it sucked that it ended up the way that it did, but you know he he stepped in there with him before. I can't remember how he did though. I know I watched the fight, but I just can't. I can't remember how he did. At some point, he's got to get a title shot. Like, if he keeps winning fights, like eventually, you you got to give him one. Yeah, you got to give him one. I like I mean, you got to give him some. Like he fights decent competition, right? Who who's who's he beat so far? He's beat some decent people. Yeah, uh, I mean, Sean Brady today. You know, not a bad guy, but also like you know some names that you know maybe more people would recognize: Vicente Luque, uh, Stephen Thompson, Damian Maya. I mean, he, he's he got some decent wins on him. Shit. Daniel Cormier just was like, he fucking sucks. That was such an asshole thing to do. I, I don't know why. He's, I mean, it, well, this, he, he thought his, his mic wasn't on, right? I think so, yeah. They, and he, he got caught saying that. That's so funny. Yeah, it is funny. It's unfortunate because he, you know. When when you're not being listened to, you might say something that you would otherwise not want broadcast to the entire world. And I'm sure Daniel Cormier would take that comment back if he could. God. Bilal's a good guy, too. He's a nice guy. You know, he's on Twitter. He's funny. He doesn't deserve the slander, man. <laughs> he just goes out there and wins UFC fights, but yet he attracts all this hate. Yeah, I think it's just yeah, cause it's just boring as fuck. Well, I mean, he wasn't even that boring today. No, nah, he was good today. It was a good fight. Damn. Speaking of what's next for people, we know what we know what's next for Islam Makhachev. They set it up all right there in the cage. Volkanovski came in. Habib said it. You know, they they are having a fight card. I think it's February twelfth in Perth, Australia. Islam Makhachev, Alexander Volkanovski. 155-pound title, you know, fighting in Volkanovski's home country. That'll be a fucking fun one. It's a super fight. Super fights are always fun. Two champs going at it. That'll be a fucking good one. And Volkanovski's a big dude. You know, like, I think I think he'll fit in at 155 pretty well. It's also something he's talked about quite a few times before, so it's not like he hasn't been thinking about it and probably preparing for this exact moment. Wait, so he, you know, he wait, wait, what class is he going up to from what? Uh, he's going up to 55 from 45. Oh, that's so, that's, that's still tiny, especially his height. Yeah, he can eat, yeah, dude, no, he's, he doesn't even have to like shift his diet around that much. Probably like no, not really. No, he should come in and fuck shit up. Be an easier weight cut. You don't have to cut that extra ten pounds. God damn! I, I mean, he'll. I think he'll be dangerous. I feel like half of our shows so far have just been talking about how fucking good he is. Yeah, 
It's because he's good. Because he's good. <laughs> he is good as fuck. Who do you think wins that fight? Let's let's make let's make predictions right now. We can circle back on February twelfth when they fight. Who wins between Islam Makhachev and Alexander Volkanovsky? Makachev, because he's used to cutting down to this weight, and he's actually just just a little bit too big, and the way he fights just wins it for him. Maybe not though; it's hard to know. It's just hard to know. It is hard to know. I think I would also side with Makachev. Um, I think, yeah, I think the size will be a thing. Uh, Islam's used to fighting at one fifty five. Volkanovski, we haven't really seen him there yet, and like. It makes sense why he wants to move up there and, and why it would be a good idea. But you, you never really know how somebody's going to perform in a new weight class until they, you know, until they actually do it. And I also think, you know, Volkanovsky, where he has had his hardest struggles in the octagon has been with uh, submission defense. I mean, he's always defended the submissions, but he's just, grappling, I think, is where you can get him. And if Islam can submit Charles Oliveira, he can submit anybody, you know, that he fights. Yeah, anybody. I mean, Oliveira has the most submission wins in UFC history, and Islam submitted him. And, I mean, Oliveira tried to attack some different stuff during the fight, but none of it was really doing all that much. I, you know, I, I think Islam's grappling is just too much. I think Volkanovski is going to struggle. I mean... You know, he almost got finished twice against Brian Ortega. You know, what what is Islam Makachev going to do to him? But I don't know. I mean, you know, could be wrong. But, I mean, if I'm making bets, like I said, we can circle back to this in, in five months after they fight. But that's it. We're, we're saying Makachev defends it, gets it done. Oh, we, are we? Are but, you, yeah, no. Our audio is cutting in and out. Say that again. Oh, is, oh, uh, yeah, no, I just think, I think, I think Islam and his grappling is too much. I think he gets it done. I think it's, I think it'll be too much for Volkanovsky to handle, even though he is a great fighter, pound for pound, best fighter in the world right now. It's just hard for me to see him beating Islam. Islam can't really good. see it. Islam is fucking good. You know who else, who's good and is in is wait is uh, Habib's cousin? They got into it, didn't they? Him and Islam did. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, or um, yeah. It, well, it was it was Habib's guy, and then it was uh, Kamzat, right? That's who it was. Wait, was it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was. I think it was Kamzat who got into that trouble. Damn. Ah, yeah. I think it might have been. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. And the- yeah. And the and the guy that he got into that scuffle with, that's one of the same dudes that was involved. Um like you you remember when Habib he like jumped out of the cage and attacked one of Connor's guys, Dylan Dennis. Yeah. And you know, it was it was right after they fought. Um one of Habib's guys in the cage like started attacking Connor. That was him. That's the guy who got into it with Kamzat. That same guy, that piece of shit. <laughs> like, Connor's just standing there in the octagon, and then this dude comes up and starts throwing hands at him. That man has a temper. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, because I, I did see some comments that were like, "Oh, Kamzat can't stay out of trouble," yada yada, and it's like, I that is true. It's a hundred percent true. But also, <laughs> that guy can't stay out of trouble either. He was suspended for for I can't remember how much time, and he was fined X amount of money and all that shit. But you know, two hot headed troublemakers. Goddamn troublemakers. Goddamn. Fucking, let's fucking go another goddamn 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of this shit, but let's move on to a couple other topics so we can throw a couple other things in the thing. Unless you want to just do a straight UFC show. Uh, no, we can definitely. I have a couple things. No, we can definitely. Oh, do you? We'll just do, we'll do a hard pivot right here. I want to talk about that China, yeah. China shit. Uh, which, which uh, China stuff? Uh, the, um. Just today, Xi Jinping just like kicking out his enemy, just being like, "Oh yeah, him. that's right. You're gone. You're gone." And like that shit. What a world to live in, you know? Yeah. Like not we, not uh... longer, like their world, like yeah, ours is. I mean, it's obviously interesting that these world events happen, but like to live somewhere where I mean, I don't know. You're living in a country that's falling more and more. Into this straight dictatorship. Yeah. Do we have any updates on that guy? Is he okay? Do we know? One would assume not. <laughs> no, I imagine not. They did. I'm watching. I'm watching the video again, and it's just so. It's so. It's so odd. That's why I laughed. It's so odd to watch everyone just like just sitting there watching as this dude is escorted away. His name is Hu Jintao, and he was general secretary, the Chinese Communist Party from 2002 to 2012. Oh, he was, yeah. 2003 to 2013, he was their president. I think he... See. Now do what? I think he, I don't know, I think he came back. Oh, like after they removed him? I don't know. It's hard to see. It looks like the, what what I just read that he came back uh, might have been. Oh, wait a second. I don't know. No, I think that was just Chinese propaganda that I just read on the internet. Hmm. Let's see. I'm, trying, I'm reading a little bit more about the guy and that incident in particular. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not really seeing much to to indicate why he was he was removed from that room or what has happened to him since then. Shit. No, no, I'm not finding anything. Yeah, no, might have just been a power move by Xi. Just wanted to, you know, show everybody who was boss, I guess, during their big, uh, their big 20th Congress party that they were having. I think that really might have been it. 
there was who was it? This is James Palmer from Foreign Policy said it was to deliberately and publicly humiliate his predecessor. I mean, I can definitely see that. That does seem like some shit that he would do. Yeah. I'm also reading here that uh, that who whispered something to Xi Jinping before he left. What do, what, what do you think he said and what would you say? You motherfucker. I think I'll kill you, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't, something like that. It's like, even for you, this is ridiculous. What the fuck? What am I being carried away for? This is nonsense. I don't know. I don't even, I don't even know much about this guy. I don't know. You figure like being, being like a former president and every, like he was president of China for a decade and nobody ever really talks about this guy until, until this incident here. China went through a tough spell there, didn't they? They were, they call it like the hundred years of misery or something like that. Oh, it might have been. Suffering or some shit. So they could have like another hundred years of like prosperity. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I don't really know. There's just not, there's not really all that much information on them. I, I mean, there is some. Apparently, under his leadership, they crack down on on protests and things like that. But like they do that, they do that now. Yeah, no, they've only done better. They they started going so hard at that that they threw his ass out. Yeah, this is all this is all from Wikipedia. But it says here he he advocated for China's peaceful development, pursuing soft power in international relations. And a corporate approach to diplomacy. Uh, let's see, China's influence in Africa, Latin America, and other developing regions increased under his tenure. Really wish we had him back in power now. With uh, with uh, <laughs> China maybe getting ready to exercise some of that some of that hard power. They yeah, I feel like the hard power moves are coming in the next five years I would say I don't know what they're going to do though I don't I think I feel like our shows we always talk about are the same shit we're going to talk about some fights and then we're going to talk about uh what's his name uh Volkanovsky and then we're going to talk about somehow Russia or China and Taiwan (laughs) it goes to the same bullshit every time but it is a fucking subject that I think is going to be one of the most important of our lifetime yeah Maybe not. Yeah, that. I mean, I definitely think Maybe so. Maybe they'll keep it shit how it is. I think it's in everyone's advantage to just keep shit how it is. Oh, I have a question for you. Maybe somebody else listening has heard of this. Uh, have you seen the uh, Saudi Arabia is building the new mega city? No, I don't think I saw it. It covers that. like 34 square kilometers and it houses like 9 million people. And it's like a straight line, in the, except it's like it's taller than the Eiffel Tower, like height wise. But it's just, it's terrible. It's a terrible yeah. thing. 
You have to look it up. I it's it's honestly hard to explain. Anybody listening to this shit, look that up. That's crazy. And they are starting to build it. And they're gonna like have it. Oh yeah. Like like a doctor's office within a five minute walk of you, no matter where you are. It's like fucking nine million people into thirty four square kilometers. That seems like somewhere I would never want to live. No. It sounds terrible. It's like take take the biggest city that you can think of and just compress it down even further. Make it even more dense. I just I yeah, I don't know. I I don't think people can live that closely together and have everything just turn out okay. I think you need space. You need you need like you need like land, a yard, some trees. Yeah, that's just good for the mind. Fucking. You need to create something and make something. You need to just fucking, yeah. You need to be, yeah, no. Not everybody has that. A lot of people grow up in fucking apartments and shit. Other countries and shit they like. I mean, well, one, other other countries are just different, you know, but a lot of people like live with their families and shit for a long time. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I don't know. I... Yeah, I would definitely not be happy living somewhere that dense. I mean, that's crazy. That's that's so many people to fit in such a small area. That is a lot of people. It's ridiculous. Like nine million people is it's like the metro area of Dallas. I'm trying to squeeze it into what did you like thirty four kilometers. kilometers? Yeah. Oh my god. Stacked up taller than the Eiffel Tower. They're calling it the line. So on all of these trade routes and shit like that, and they're like, oh, it's this great diverse place. It's like, no, you're just living in a fucking straight line of people. Oh, and you can get from one end to the other in 20 minutes. It's actually kind of dope. <laughs> yeah, you see? It's like you're changing tune on the fucking, on the, the line. No, it's, it's stupid. It is stupid, but the idea is cool. I think it would be a better practice if it wasn't fucking supposed to be like 200, I don't know. Taller than the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oof. Imagine what rent is going to be like in that place. Or apartments. About to be some real shitty apartments there. Insane. Well, they already live in fucking... Wait, that's Saudi Arabia. Never mind. I was going to say, there's some places where they already are living. Like in, in Japan, they're living in those fucking shoeboxes. A place like that? Could use something like this. Yeah, they live. They, uh, yeah. I mean, you've seen the same videos I have. I'm sure that just people living. I mean, they basically live in like tubes. You know, you they. That's like where they sleep. It's where they do everything, and it's like a like. Yeah, it's basically like a vertical tube that they just live in. It's like a little coffin. No space. No nothing. Yeah, it's like a coffin. It'd be the closest thing I would compare it to. There's no room. There's no nothing. Claustrophobic people, stay away. This is not for you. Yeah, if I stayed in one of the, but I just yeah, no, that shit's hilarious. That shit sucks so bad. I would. There's no way to live. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just no way to live. How could you? I don't know. I maybe it. I, you know, it, it would. I'm sure maybe it's cheaper and everything like that. But at some point. You have to realize that that's not the way to live. 
little super small fucking i mean calling it a room some of the places that i've seen there calling it a room would be generous very generous why are there not tons of people like, cram- like why would there not be a ton of people crammed in a small place like japan or any other place like moving in mass numbers to other places how does japan keep their people there I think they have a, like a larger, older population, so they're probably dying off and leaving more space for younger people. Yeah, well, that is a big problem, right? Like the they say that they're not reproducing enough. That like there's, you know, there's all these old people that are aging and dying out, and then you know there's these younger generations that are coming up, but they're not producing enough people to to replace the ones that are dying birth rates that's 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 a fucking wikipedia hole that i haven't dove down yet but i've been wanting to is the fall in birth rates it's the chemicals man oh yeah the fucking shit we clean ourselves with and the fucking shampoos and shit it's making us not fertile do you read anything about that shit yeah i I mean it's definitely something yeah i don't know I, i don't know the particulars but i have seen stuff like that i mean something is up definitely I just, I, you know, I just don't know what that is. Goddamn fucking. I got to wake up pretty early in the morning, so I guess we ought to fucking wrap up our live shit at some point. We've got about fucking 50 minutes into this thing. It's been pretty good, I'd say. Definitely a UFC-focused one. Uh, any other issues we yeah, need to get on? Let's see. do a rundown. Uh, let's see. Uh, not like, well, I don't know, not the biggest news ever, but, uh, Shane Hazel, the libertarian candidate for governor in Georgia being allowed on the debate stage was pretty cool to yeah, see. you told me about that. So shout, yeah, so shout out Shane Hazel. Big Bitcoin guy, I think he got over 20,000 followers, I think, on, on Twitter. He's pretty notable. I mean, you see him, you know, if you're in the libertarian circle of stuff, you kind of see him all over the place and. It was just pretty cool to see a libertarian on a major, a major debate stage. Um, I turned on the debate not even knowing that he was going to be on there, and then, you know, sure enough, there he was. And, I mean, just to have somebody up there talking about, you know, really limiting the size of government and cutting taxes. He, he got after Brian Kemp one good time about uh, Kemp was bragging about um, how much the state revenue had increased. And that, you know, that's because taxes have gone up. And Shane Hazel asked him, he's like, do you have anyone you want to apologize to? And Brian Kemp just like stared at him, stared at the camera, just dumbfounded, had no idea what to say. And Shane Hazel's just like, yeah, you raise taxes on people. That's where you got all that money from. It's not just it's not just extra money that's been given to you like you took it from people. I love that. Also, the Mar- the weed thing was good because Brian Kemp is like way off on weed. He's not one of these conservatives that's cool about it. He's he's way off. And I, he was talking about it. And he, he kept talking about like gangs. And he's like, we're, we're doing everything we can to stop gang-related activity and yada, yada. And, and Shane Hazel just turned to him and was like, it's a plant, dude. What are you talking about? It's not some crazy You need to get thing. his ass on the show and talk to him about fucking decentralized finance. I'd love to know what he thinks about, like, you know, the World Bank and shit like that. I'm sure he's a big yeah, fan. Yeah, he'd be a really yeah. good one to have on. Yeah, he, he fits into, like, all of that kind of a crowd. That's good. 
that's definitely his forte. Really cool dude. Uh, would probably be a better governor than both of those people he was on stage with. Clowns that he's with. Yeah, I mean Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams. Uh, God come damn on, circus. What are we talking about here? <laughs> it's no good. Uh, Liz Truss resigned. What a fucking thing. Oh, she, dude, I saw a tweet. It's like, who who was the fucking prime minister or whatever her fucking thing was when fucking Queen Elizabeth died? It's going to be like one of the greatest trivia questions ever for the next hundred years. Oh, it is, isn't it? it? Is. Damn. Because no one is going to remember her. We We only remember her because it just happened. Fast forward like two years he from now. He asked me in six months, and I'm not going to fucking know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, that is a good, that is going to be an excellent, excellent trivia question in the future. That's a really good one. 44 days is all it took. And a terrible, a terrible tax plan that completely screwed up their markets and everything. Just uh, people leaving her government in droves. Just not wanting to own members of her party, not wanting to work with her. I mean, you got to suck. Her her prime ministership just never, it never had a chance. It never really got it's off the not, ground. It, the timing was wrong. Yeah, there and they, they were just. I mean, she caused some problems, and there was already shit going on that was, you know, it was way bigger than she was ever going to be able to solve. But you know, Liz Truss, we hardly knew you, sister. Keep it up. I mean, I, I think she's, I don't know if she resigned like her seat in parliament or anything. So, yeah, she might still be in government. I, I don't know if she did or not. Shit. No. I bet she didn't. I bet she kept it. Uh, Boris Johnson might come back and replace her. Maybe. I love it. Bring back the other fucking orange guy too. get him and Trump back. Yeah, Boris and Trump just make a comeback next year. That'd be good. Do a rally together, like an international political rally. That'd be a fucking shit. I'd, I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> would Would it not be crazy, dude? A like a, a rally headlined by Donald Trump and Boris Johnson would just be absolute madness. It would just be fucking yeah. That, God damn! I feel like we're just drifting. Yeah. I don't know what no, the, the crowd but, the crowd of people it would bring out. It would mostly bring out Trump supporters and like I don't know how many supporters Boris Johnson has. I don't even know how the crossover is. Yeah. You know? Do you think those two groups of people would get along? I don't think so. I I think they probably I wouldn't. think the fucking Trump people are probably more nationalist and fucking anti fucking globalist bullshit than anybody else, you know? Well, I think I think they'd probably have that in common. Yeah, which I feel like would make them not like you. Well, maybe they'd both respect that, you know, the other one didn't want anything to do with them. Uh, yeah, no, they'd, they'd be a weird one. People in fucking Europe and shit are fucking funny, though. You know, you don't, they're, they're, their politics yeah. are just different. It's just a different world they live in, which is fine. It's a good thing. Yeah, they don't really have, like, like just the way we mentioned it, right? Like, a and Boris Johnson rally. They don't exactly do rallies over there, I don't think. Not quite like how we do Dude, rallies. They don't campaign, but for like four months. Yeah. If that, dude. I think in France, it's like two months. It might not even be that long. Their, their election seasons are so short, it's crazy. Like, our elections last forever. 
And election season basically always feels like it never ends. There's just always some shit going on. But over there, they, they wrap it up in a couple of months. They don't drag it out. They don't do anything. I mean, there's definitely, I don't know. There, you know there's pros and cons to that for sure. Is it better? Is it a better system? I don't know. Maybe. But it also might not be. Maybe giving people more time to think about their candidates leads to people making better decisions about who they vote for. I don't know that. But maybe it does. God damn. Shit, let's wrap this motherfucker up. Yeah. So fucking... God damn, what are your closing words for the fucking good people of Twitter? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, UFC 280, hell of a card. I don't even remember who's fighting next month, but I'm sure there's some bangers out there. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, don't trust China. China's no good. RIP Liz Truss's political yeah. career. Damn, who um, else? Ah, fucking... Who else needs a shout out? Oh, fuck, uh, we didn't mention him before, but Christian McCaffrey getting traded to the 49ers. Congratulations, brother. Fucking, Wait to get off that. Yeah, congratulations, trip. dude. God damn. <laughs> yeah, look forward to you winning a ring in a few yeah. months. <laughs> I don't know about that. Maybe, though. Uh, yeah, no, that's all I got. What else do we need? Anything Anything else we need to close out Shit, with? I think we're fucking, I think we're about good. I think that covers all the fucking things. No. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, not bad. This has been our second time doing a live show. Thank you. On our eighth episode together, it's not bad. It's an all right thing. Twitter Spaces. The only thing I don't like is that I have to record with yeah, my it phone. Sucks. That's that's really it. If if that was not an impediment, I think we might do this a bit more than we do. But uh, I don't know. Shit, maybe we hop in here, you know, sooner than sooner we sooner than we think. Give it another shot. All right. Yeah. No fucking with that. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's thank it. Thank you, everybody, for fucking joining. All the fucking people who I see did not show up. All righty. Well, yeah. Fuck it. Y'all take it easy. All right. That's it. All right.